it's been a while, but it hasn't been because it's another episode of Lonely Town of Killers podcast. I'm Derek Everett, and with me is Jimmy McKnight. I said that the way that Jimmy likes it so that we didn't have an argument at the start here. I'm trying to be uh, cooperative. <laughs> but uh, we're going to cover uh, a killer song, and uh, we're going to try to get back into the deluxe album. And we're going to talk about the Getting By Four. Uh, we're already up to number four. And as Jimmy was just telling me before we recorded, we still got a lot of uh, songs to cover. So um, hopefully you're enjoying it. We're enjoying doing it. But there's just uh, some of these aren't going to hopefully be as long of episodes and we'll just kick through them. But we got to cover them because they're there for us to cover. One of our friends reached out and said, are you guys going to cover all 12 million versions of the deluxe album? And we said, you bet we are. <laughs> 12 million and one. We'll probably go back and review the whole album <laughs> in its entirety, uh, what we thought about it. But so so here we are, number four, Jimmy. Um, thoughts, feelings from the previous three to where we're at. Well, this one, the subtitle I gave to this one is The Getting By Four, Get Along Backslider. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, a moseying country type song that yeah it it's definitely different than the others uh it it probably would have fit in somewhat with the album just because it's been a different feel from the other killers albums but uh not my favorite yeah yeah i think about this and i think it, it's definitely experimental uh for the killers um but i think they weren't just messing around. Brandon's just not wasting time. Studio uh, costs money. You know, it's it's time out of their day to go and record this. So um, I'm wondering if there was some idea or concept, and, and we went to some of the other songs, uh, of if this whole CD was almost going to be a country uh, CD album. Each song was going to be more of a country western feel. Not even modern pop country, but like the 1960s, uh, 1950s, uh, when, when we listened to it before we started, we went over it and you asked me who it reminded you of and what, or who it reminded me of. And uh, the first thing that kind of came to mind was uh, like a Glenn Campbell uh, type feel to it. Um, then I kind of thought it sounded like a Folgers coffee commercial or something from <laughs> back in the day. It just has one of those tones or there's something to it that sounds familiar to me. Uh, but I can't quite put my finger on where I've heard that before. It's the intro to Highway to Heaven. The old TV show. We know know Brandon's a Walton's fan. Maybe there's some Walton music in there. But it's the first killer song that I think we've heard with a steel guitar. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm not the expert on that, but it's definitely a a defined steel guitar. And it just sounds like an old honky-tonk saloon from, like, I mean, back in the 50s or 60s, which uh, goes to the narrative of, of Nephi you know, hadn't really changed. Uh, Brandon said that multiple interviews since the 50s, except for the invention of the automobile. Whether or not we agree with that or not, I think uh, if we go back to painting the picture of the concept album, if this would have been just a... I mean, there's already people that didn't really like the pressure machine, and then there's people that loved it, and uh, the more artistic people loved it, the more traditional fans seemed to kind of not like it. Can you imagine if this came out, it starts off, uh, with the, the with the choir that we talked to the other day, <laughs> singing this Mormon type hymn of uh, you know Koa, uh, but but uh, West Hills or something like that, and then it just goes into like this country album. Like I think people will have lost it at that point. I don't know. Yeah, that, that would have had a very mixed reaction, definitely, if that came out right at the beginning. The thing uh, that this song reminded me of was in the song "In Another Life." My favorite lyric that says. 
when that jukebox in the corner stops playing country songs with stories that sound like mine, I said, well, this this is the country, that country song of the album. And it tells the story of his, I mean, I guess inspired by his dad. And um, I guess this is as close as you're going to get to a, a country song about Brandon's dad. <laughs> Maybe. It, it definitely has that feel. Uh, I kind of have it like a Bobby Sherman, uh, I don't know, there's something going on there, of like the early Lawrence Welk show, but with the country twang to it. It's. Uh, I think it kind of brings out that innocence of Nephi, which he's talked about before, uh, before the, the crash in, in the album comes up, how Nephi was almost uh, just this innocent little place where nothing bad had happened, at least for our generation and, and the generation when Brandon moved in there, obviously bad things had happened before, but it had been a while. And then all of a sudden, you know, we went from black and white into color, uh, or so the analogy would be, and, and things got real. So I don't know. It was an interesting take on things. It's not one that I'll sit and listen to over and over again, but and it's kind of got like a peaceful little sway to it and those bells going, but I, whatever they are, I don't know. Not Jimmy's favorite, probably not my favorite, probably not anyone's favorite, but it, it's interesting enough. I just like to think... My grandpa probably would have liked it. My grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to think of, like, what was the, the thought behind it more of than if I like it or not. What what was uh, what was Brandon trying to come up with here? Sure. You know, and that's that's kind of fun to think about, and those are some of, some of the things that came first off my head, whether or not they're relevant or, or accurate, I don't know. Yeah, I just picture him riding a horse in the West Hills as the sun goes down just uh, slowly walking around moseying through the hills free in the west hills (laughs) yeah as far as lyrics go there's not too many changes the other thing I noticed about it is most of these songs the different versions are all the same length they're pretty close and in order for that to work with this song where it's so much slower and he sings so much slower he had to kind of merge the last two versions of the chorus and kind of meld them together so that it would fit within the, the length. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but but as far as I'm concerned, this one has another uh, companion track on the deluxe version, which would be West Hills Two, which we'll get to another one that I think has that more of that country feel, and uh, definitely brings when you listen to this the song this way, it definitely brings a different feeling to it, and uh, I'm glad they didn't choose it, but um, I'm glad they made it too. Yeah, it's kind of like a puzzle. It's kind of fun to put those pieces together and, and see, you know, what if they did this or that, or, you know, I wonder if this was supposed to go here. But ultimately, it's uh, it's definitely worth a listen, but it's not going to be in heavy rotation in, in my jukebox in the corner. <laughs> With that in-depth, hard-hitting analysis, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. 